Pro Wrestling Talk from the Four Corners of Parts Unknown. This is That Wrestling Podcast. Welcome to That Wrestling Podcast. Uh, probably for the first time in a while, I think all four of us are here at the beginning. Uh, I don't know what to say here, so play the music. What are you wearing? What are you wearing? What are you wearing today, today? What are you wearing? What are you wearing? What are you wearing today? Dang, Joe. Uh, <laughs> In my one night only. In one night head. only. Uh, so it is What Are You Wearing? I was hoping Joe would sing it again like he did last week. The uh, weekly check-in of what wrestling shirt we are wearing for the podcast. I have the Bash at the Beach 1996, the night that changed professional wrestling forever uh, from the friends at Homage. I still don't have a deal. But uh, those are uh, those shirts. You can't stop buying them. Homage is like a like a drug, man. Uh, needless to say, uh, go to homage.com and get as many as you can. And uh, tell them I sent you because it won't get you <laughs> anything, but hopefully it'll get me that deal. Brian, what do you have? Well, I got a shirt on of a, a guy who's been quite in the news lately and uh, has a real interesting decision coming up. And it may be the last shirt with him and his group, his old group, I should say. Uh, it is the red undisputed era forever shirt. And of course, I'm talking about Adam Cole that we'll be digging into later. So oh, I love that shirt. I still may buy yeah. it. I think the red one's so much cooler than the black and yellow. Brian or uh, J- uh, J- uh, Kevin, go. Couldn't even think. <laughs> That's me. Uh, we'll we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll no touch way. on. We'll touch on uh, this guy in a little bit as well. Uh, I don't have a Malachi black shirt, but dude look like a there is bucks. a pro wrestling tea sale this weekend where you could get one if you wanted one. Use code summertime, I think, for twenty percent off, Kevin. I think with the amount of I think with the amount of shirts I bought over the last year, I might actually have to ask permission to buy something for the first time ever. No, just uh, do it. Ask, but uh, what's, that, what's that saying? Uh, do not. Uh, Ask for, for ask for forgiveness over permission. Do it, yeah. do it. But oh, I'm yeah. wearing uh, an an Alistair Black uh, shirt. It's very witchcrafty. It has the red and black all over it. I'll say it again. Dude, look like a million bucks on AEW. I can't wait for a little bit until we talk about it. I, and, I stand. Uh, we'll, yeah, we'll talk about that later. Joe, go ahead. Bring us on. I'm really offended. That I wasn't first, and you did not acknowledge me <laughs> as the head of the table. And that shit don't which work is here. What I'm wearing. Well said. <laughs> yes. Uh, you know what? And I was gonna go. What are you wearing? What nah, are but you, you wearing? didn't. But so I maybe if you would, you would have been no, first. It's because I knew you weren't going to acknowledge me if my rightful place is the head of the table. Yes, I find I actually bought a Roman Reigns shirt, which is crazy. Like Never I don't know anybody would bought a Roman Reigns shirt. But I, I don't know. I dig the shirt and I love the character. And I'm like, you know what? Screw it. I'm wearing it, and it's it's doing its job. Anytime I wear it, it annoys my wife. And I'm like, you just have to acknowledge me. And she's just like, shut up. Well, so I, I'm a grown man that just bought the brand new green John Cena T-shirt. So I mean, I guess we're in the same <laughs> boat. What's funny, uh, Brian? I I actually wore the red. Uh, undisputed era shirt on sunday just like walking around the house and my wife thought it was a van halen shirt and it looks like one yeah yeah, yeah the like the guitar i, like I was that. like whoa this kind of that, so that makes the shirt even cooler to me if you're listening to this and you are wearing a t-shirt use the hashtag twp t-shirt at that wrestle pod and uh, give us a pic show us what you're wearing so uh at the beginning of the show last week i was not here um, and then I jumped in right in the midst of GCW talk and it didn't dawn on me until after the fact that Brian worked himself into a shoot regarding Matt Cardona's entrance at the uh, GCW homecoming event. Brian, you think, did you actually think the fans were going to hurt him on the way in? hundred percent. Really? Why? Absolutely. Because you saw what happened in the moments after the match was over. Big deal. Throwing a can at somebody is not the same as trying to physically hurt them. 
like punching them. <laughs> oh, oh, really? Hitting, hitting them with so a pizza if cutter. I, if I throw a bottle at you and it hits you, that's not physically hurting you. Try it's again. Not, not, Try not, again. Not, not coming from you. It's all part of the show. <laughs> <laughs> Fair point. And I mean, I'm sure none of those people in the crowd were athletic to the point where it actually hurts. I mean, there, there were wrestling fans. Come on. But now no. listen, I don't. I think uh, I used the line like 200 people would have attacked him. Okay, maybe not 200. Could one crazy a-hole decide I'm going to take a swing at this guy because Nick motherfucking Gage for life, bro. I got no teeth, bro. Absolutely. Hey, hey, I, I'll, he has I'll three, take that to the bank. Brian, he has three teeth, okay? Yeah, that is, is plural. That's true. Jay, <laughs> you know what? I feel really, yeah. really brave. Maybe I'll wear my uh, old Zack Ryder headband if he shows up in <laughs> Vegas. Well, then that I will be brave. good. I, I, we'll be on opposite sides of the. Uh, <laughs> not because I think someone's going to hurt you. I just don't want it to be seen with and you wearing the fucking headband with the spiky hair. But Brian, yeah, I just wanted to revisit because I know when that match got announced, you guys thought I worked myself into a shoot because I really wanted to see it until I got it, and then I'm like, eh. But you thinking that. He needed the security because honestly, even though I'm not a fan of the guy, I'm sure he could have beat every one of those people's asses that potentially could have tried to hurt him. But working yourself into a shoot, brother, you know, <laughs> jabroni Mark, whatever. We'll never know. We'll never know. Whatever. So the big story in the week that was uh, that Brian thought did not need an emergency podcast recording was that WWE <laughs> released Bray Wyatt on Saturday and there was a tweet. At WWE, WWE has come to the terms on the release of Bray Wyatt. We wish him in the best of all his future endeavors. Now, um, this kind of came out of nowhere. And since it happened, uh, there are reports that WWE said it was a budget cut. Um, There's also reports that he was dealing with some mental health issues, which is very serious. And a lot of it, I think, has to deal with uh, the passing of Brody Lee. What's really interesting to me is that he hasn't been on TV since WrestleMania. And I don't think Brandy Orton did anything that could have hurt. Like it wasn't a real injury. So the one thing I want to ask you guys, do you think that maybe Bray Wyatt asked for his release? We'll start with you, Kevin. One thing that I saw earlier today, I thought was very unique. In some of the, we wish the best of the future endeavors. They also say their real name. It's Wyndham Rotunda, right? That's his real yes. name. Mm-hmm. But so yeah. they said Bray Wyatt slash The Fiend. So I thought that was kind of unique. Uh, I, I don't. Well, it didn't say The Fiend. It just said Bray Wyatt. I thought it said Bray Wyatt slash. So The Fiend, fiend so, is still under contract. So, the, so what if he just comes back not as Bray Wyatt? Like is is like a big swerve. Uh, I know that's like a long shot. I think. Uh, I don't think he asked for his release. I think they're making a lot of crazy cuts, which we'll get into shortly. But I think it's just one of those where maybe he didn't want to compete uh, and he's making a lot of money on the sidelines. And shoot, they let go of Braun uh, recently. They let they let go of all sorts of superstars. I, I think it's more of budget cuts. He's not going to want to wrestle and, and more let him free, save up money and and – be happy elsewhere. Joe, what do you think the deal is? I think he got released. I don't think it's a, I don't think he asked for it. And I definitely don't think it's budget cuts because his merch is making money hand over fist. I mean, they had a special championship uh, title for him because belts are made for wearing pants, holding up pants. <laughs> almost had just, it. Almost. almost had it. Almost had it. Yeah. I don't know. I definitely think it was, uh, I think they just basically let him go. And I think it was another one of those like message to the locker room that if you're not happy here, we'll let you go now because we don't see AEW as real competition and we're the biggest game in town. So, I mean, Vince did say it at the quarter two that they're doing their own thing and we'll give you a few of our uh, leftovers. Ha ha ha. Yeah. That was an interesting comment. I don't think think it needed an emergency podcast. Well, you know, it was just that Bray Wyatt is such a big character. Mm-hmm. And Brian, you, uh, I mean, I would have, I just felt like it need, something needed to be done. But you said no, and that's fine. Uh, what are your thoughts on the, the, the release? 
Yeah, it was shocking um, for reasons you guys said. He's been able to reinvent himself so many times. I've absolutely loved The Fiend. Some of the booking decisions of him losing to Goldberg and and that Hell in a Cell debacle with Seth, like kind of throw off the momentum a little bit. But his creativity, his promo work, all top notch. Um, Can Triple H bring him back to NXT like he did Samoa Joe after he got released. I'm, I'm, wow. I, I would love for that to happen. I can't imagine it would, right? I'm just Well, like, when Samoa Joe got released, he had a job an hour later at NXT. Right. He just had to keep <laughs> right. quiet for three months. Now, yeah. uh, I think that, you know, he's been off TV for months, and no one really knows why. Like I said, it right. could be injury. It could be mental health. It could be creative had nothing for him. But I think, I think maybe he just needed a break. And, you know, you just made the joke about NXT. I think that maybe he will be back in WWE. Um, I don't think, maybe not as The Fiend. Maybe just they'll go back to the old Eater of Worlds Bray Wyatt or like the original with like the Hawaiian shirt and the fedora. You know, that was my favorite. I enjoyed the first incarnation. Uh, but he probably... It's a win on all parties, though. He gets a break or a release. If he decides to get stay in wrestling, he can just uh, write his own ticket, you know. And then for WWE, I think it's good because you eliminate a huge salary. And if it's a situation where you want to you wanna put more people on the roster, maybe you bring up three people from NXT that are making the same amount as one Bray Wyatt. I mean, it could be a mixture of those things. But – what do you guys think the next step is for Bray? Uh, we'll start with you, Joe. He's going to take a break. I think he could be, he could work with his brother there. His brother's doing, uh, Bo Dallas is doing a side business right now, isn't he? Well, I don't even, I think I, I think I read. Do you have two sources lines. on that? Cause I do not know what you're talking. I, th- I think he's doing something along the lines of like some farming thing or whatever. I think uh, I read that too, Joe. Yeah. Is he working at Uncle Clucker's chicken? Nice. No, uh, I can see him just <laughs> taking a break because uh, let's think about it with like the mental health thing. When did he get burned? It was in December, right after Brody Lee passed away. He made a need uh, break from there anyway. So he just came up with this to keep him off TV for a while, but they needed to finish it at mania. So he came back and did that. And then he's like, you know, gone again. Maybe it's just, he just burnt out. Well, funny you bring up the, the, the burnt fiend. Uh, for Comic-Con at home, Mattel had their WWE panel. They are making a Burned Fiend figure, which is kind of fun. Yeah, uh, you can really. check out the uh, panel on our social media. It was a, it was a fun one. Uh, Brian, what do you think is going to happen next for Bray Wyatt? Yes, I mean, the, the world is his oyster. He could go wherever he wants and be incredibly over. But I, I'll tend to agree with joe and and maybe to your point originally jay about did he ask for this release maybe this was a mutual thing maybe he just said even though he's been sitting on the sidelines for a couple of months that just need to step away it's entirely possible i mean he was on i think obviously what what was that the second season of the nxt like game show Mm -hmm. to earn a contract right so he's been with the right yeah he was his mentor was it really? Yeah. Okay. Oh, Great I memory, didn't know that. Guys. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Hey, what's Cody up to? He just retired, didn't he? Um, yeah, we'll, now we'll get into that. We'll get into that later. <laughs> um, no, just so, the right shoe. <laughs> yeah. So I guess we'll we'll have to wait and see and find out. But if he does not show up in a wrestling company for a year, it wouldn't shock me at all. Kevin, I think I think he. I don't think he will join a wrestling company for, for Brian. You said a year. I think I'm agreeing and minimum that how old is his little kid with Jojo? They, they just had two mm, in the last two, year yeah. or two. Yeah. So, so he's probably enjoying being at home, being a dad, not being on the road, enjoying family. I, I think we won't see him until back. If we do, I'd say mid next year. I don't want to say I'd like to see him jump to AEW the only reason I say that is because that's the main promotion that I watch outside of the WWE family. Uh, but hopefully we do see him again, just for the fact we're entertaining as hell. There is one loser uh, with Bray leaving though. 
and that has to be Alexa Bliss and her and her whole shtick because there's no return of Bray to like kind of go after Alexa in that and that's been kind of getting a little stale too. So I don't know. Bray leaving is is uh, 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 poor on a lot of fronts. What were you saying, well, Joe? With Alexa, you know, in the situation she's in, she needed something. So, I mean, this is the best possible thing for her. And, you know, I joked that maybe the the key to getting Alexa to go back to the way she used to be is like that, like what they would do on 80s sitcoms, like a frying pan shot to the head. And then like the birds will, will swoop around and then she realize who she was. I think maybe Nikki Ash is the key to getting Alexa to going back, but That'll be something for another time. I don't think Bray needs to be in wrestling. And if he does, it's only going to be WWE. I certainly do yeah. not want him to go to AEW. But if he does go somewhere else, it's not that big of a loss for WWE because every few years they come up with a new scary character. Undertaker, Kane, Papa Shango, even the Boogeyman. You know, while as corny and comedic as that is, and a lot different from The Fiend, they can just come up with another one. But has it ever been said who created The Fiend? Was it Triple H? Was it Vince? Was it Bray? Like, what, any any confirmation on who created the Fiend? I thought all signs pointed to Bray having okay. it as maybe he's not so much the creation, maybe, but certainly like the input of the character development of the Funhouse and the yeah the yeah. the puppet characters. From everything I've heard, it's been all Bray's just ideas and concepts. I'm sure you know they have a writing team and Vince and Triple H. I'm sure they all Such have input good too. Shit. That's right. <laughs> we'll always have that. Yes. Yes. Um, so while we just voiced our opinion of this, there was another person that went to Twitter and posted her opinion about the Bray Wyatt release at Ronda Rousey. I've seen you same fans and finger quotes chanting. We want Wyatt last night chanting. We want beach balls over Bray Wyatt performing. If the WWE treated him like he was expendable it was because you ungrateful idiots did first. Now, a lot of people online <laughs> went after Rhonda, and uh, she's not wrong. I mean, if you're one of those assholes that was chanting, we want beach balls when Bray was in the ring, you don't deserve the right to say we want Wyatt. Any thoughts on Rhonda's tweet, Kevin? Uh, I, I like it if she's preparing a return after with a kid to be like a monster heel. <laughs> and that would be yeah. it, like if she wasn't pregnant and she was doing that to like, and then next week put out another heat seeking missile on, on Twitter. I, I, I don't disagree with her. I think out of the blue, it's almost just weird kind of, I, well, you know, she's behind it, but it's a little like, Okay, you were given everything when you when you entered WWE. Took you a little bit to get where you were at there, get comfortable. Like, when was the We Want Beach Balls? If it was the night after Mania, everything goes that night. If it was like a random Monday in August, okay, maybe not. But yeah, you kind of go still. for the fun. That's the thing. You're you're at a live event. Anything kind of goes. You know what I mean? Like no. you, you're part no, of. No, this was TV. For the fun. That was TV. That that happened, you know, it's just like it's the fans that think they're more important than they are. You know, the CM Punk chance, the Becky chance last week at the pay per view. Uh, Brian, any thoughts on Ronda's tweet? Yeah, I, I, I'm opposite you, Jay, on this one. I thought it was Whoa. way out of place. Um, to Kevin's point, you know, I can remember those Attitude Era shows with good old JR saying, It's freedom of expression, the fans can do what they want, they, they paid their hard earned money for their ticket. God dang it. God, uh, um, <laughs> sorry, that was a He's, terrible Jim Ross. Edit that out. Good old Brian. <laughs> well, that's all right. He's pretty terrible Good. on his own too. So, <laughs> oh, you know, so. fair point. Um, uh, I I thought I, I I don't remember that chant happening. If you want to get into the specifics, I don't remember that chant happening for anything Bray Wyatt and the Fiend and the Wyatt families happened. I feel that for the most part, he's been incredibly well-received by the audience. So I think she's wrong on that. This wasn't a Fandango versus our truth <laughs> match, right? Yeah. So I think it's wrong on that. And I think number two, just again, with the technicalities, you're talking about that crowd. I mean, if you're referencing a crowd that said beach balls three years ago, it's not fair for that Chicago crowd that I think by all accounts was basically a sellout. 
Uh, it was a huge crowd that they had, you know, with now with the return of the fans. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I get what she's coming from, but I don't think Bray was the right person to bring that example up. I don't think it applies. But if it did happen to Bray, then it's the perfect example to bring if up. If it did, so, yeah. I don't think I don't it did. Remember, the only time I remember a beach ball was when Cesaro went into the crowd, grabbed the beach ball, and popped it. I do remember Then that. they <laughs> chanted, we want beach ball. And guess what? That was during a tag match on a pay-per-view that Bray Wyatt was not a part of. I think this is just another case of Ronda Rousey being oversensitive. That is oh, that no. is her MO, and it was in UFC, it's in WWE, it's in everything. She just is, she's very emotional, and it's not a bad thing. But she needs to learn to... If it's not involving you, maybe you should step away. Yeah, I mean, the hormones, the hormones are getting to her. That's true. But the, but the beach ball thing well, was not that. Pregnancy mood We'll have to double check into that just to see. And then finally, I got into a little Twitter issue this week. Uh, somebody Ooh. tweeted the following. WWE canceled my order for two T-shirts trying to support Bray Wyatt and Alexa Bliss. Just lost the customer. Um, all right. So this type of shit, you, you cut my favorite wrestler. You lost, a, you lost a viewer. Like we all worked in radio and there was always that one person say, Oh, well you just lost the listener. Cause you're playing too much Metallica. Well, go fuck yourself. Um, go F yourself. Sorry. We got, uh, we got a, a memo trying to cut down on the swearing this week. Anyway, so that, right. that, that tweet by this guy kind of sparked this long explanation from different people. So the guy again wrote, people are steadily being turned off by WWE. Give it time. AEW is building a masterpiece and their customer service is phenomenal. WWE has gotten too big and doesn't care anymore. The corporate giant expects the show to keep going no matter what until it doesn't. So uh, this guy, another guy chimed in and said, masterpiece is taking it a wee bit far. Which then I chimed in and said, when the announcer constantly says names wrong, including the company name, it's not a masterpiece. <laughs> AEW is a great alternative, but far from the one to put WWE in the ground. Which led to a response <laughs> from Dave LaGreca, host of Busted oh, Okay. Okay, now. No one should be looking to put anyone in the, the ground. Which then led to a response from Sean Ross Sapp. From fight. Oh my. All the <laughs> completely, heavy hitters. Completely agree. I want everyone to do well and have compelling shows, which when I read it the first time, I just thought of Kevin's son Brett. Oh, I, I wish we could both win. But look, you know, if you're pissed off that Bray Wyatt got released, it's understandable. He's a he crowd favorite, but we don't know the true story. Until he talks to Jericho on his podcast or he sits down with Sean Ross Sapp, we're never going to know. As much like when Aleister Black got released, he did the rounds. He was on Jericho's podcast this week. Malachi Black explained everything, and it was awesome. So until Bray Wyatt, you know, sets the record straight, we're never going to know, um, you know, his entire run is WWE. He's a WWE product. So you can go watch everything on the network on Peacock and go from there. Now, another Dave, release. real quick. And then Dave oh. Meltzer entered the Twitter chat and said, <laughs> what about new Japan? <laughs> Do we 17 like stars. Yeah. No. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Will Osprey should be going to. AEW. <laughs> uh, so then another release, the nature boy, Ric Flair. Woo. 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 A lot of people Woo. were upset and angry about it, which I don't understand that anger at all. Um, so he, Went to Twitter. And it's interesting, like for iPhone users, it seems that everybody writes their note, their their tweet in a note and then screenshots it because you can put more in a note than you can on Twitter <laughs> right. because of the amount of characters. And people are like so bent out of shape about that. But here's what Nature Boy wrote at Rick Flair Nature Boy. I'm officially able to respond to all the press related to my requested release from WWE, which they have given me. I want to make it really clear that everyone, with everyone that I am not upset with WWE at all. They solely are responsible for putting me in the position, putting me in the position of life that I'm in right now, where I'm seen in the biggest light ever. We have a different vision for my future, 
I wish them nothing but continued success. Thank you for everything. Nothing but respect. Brian, we'll start with you. Thoughts on the Nature Boys release? I keep refreshing uh, at AEW on Twitter to look for the Ric Flair's All Elite graphic. Uh, that should be up any moment now. Listen, we all love the Nature. He's earned every right to do whatever he wants in his career. I posted it on my Twitter, the, the clip with it let off with his retirement story in WWE of the I will never retire. He's living the gimmick. That's him, right? So while I'm, <laughs> I'm sad to see that he's gone, it's probably best because so much of his work the last couple of years is directly tied in with Charlotte. And mm-hmm. you look at AEW, hello, Arn Anderson. Hello, Tully Blanchard. Hello, Cody Rhodes, the whole Rhodes family history there, Dustin. There's a lot he can do. And while I don't want him to be opening and closing every dynamite and rampage, I, I, I am curious to see what he, he'll end up at AEW. I'm putting that you know to the bank right now. And I'm curious to see what he'll do. I think hopefully he does some fun things. I do not want Ric Flair at AEW. Because there's only you. one thing he can do. He can, he doesn't, no, you know what? There, you know, he can be affiliated with Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard, which he has stated their relationship is not what it used to be. Right. The positive for signing Ric Flair is the fact that he can go and win over advertisers. I mean, have you seen the car shield commercials? I mean, come on. (laughs) (laughs) But seriously, Woo! though, I mean, obviously, <laughs> if you can go into an av- a company and say, we have Ric Flair on our TV show, everybody in the world knows who Ric Flair is. Much like Hulk Hogan, much like Tony Hawk, like those are athletes that Michael Jordan, everybody knows who they are, whether they're fans or not. I just think that he needs to just retire. I don't want to see Ric Flair. And I, in my opinion, it'll be just another wasted space for a legend that can't do anything. Arn Anderson, Tully Blanchard, Jake Roberts, and Taz. I mean, we don't need another one. They don't need another one there. I hope Ric Flair does not go to AEW. But a lot of this, you know, now reports are the reason why he has to release, he was not happy with creative. Now, does that mean the way they paired him with Lacey Evans and she got pregnant? Do they mean that Charlotte lost to Nikki Ash a couple times? Does that mean the way they treated Andrade on his way out? Who knows? I feel like when he does the Jericho interview, that's what's going to, you know, when all that shit comes out. Uh, Kevin, what do you think all this? I think that uh, Rick just can't sit at home. I think uh, the dude's going to be active in the wrestling world truly until one day we just hear a report that he died. Like I, he's going to be 10 years from now. He's going to be the same thing. Uh, woo, 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 you know, the little woo woos, not just the woos, like 82 years old. Just, yeah, you why honestly, he will like he will be Ric Flair until until the day he dies, and that means TV spotlight. I hopefully he goes away for a little bit, but if he goes to AEW, it, it has to be some type of Arn Tully something in there, it can't just go. And just and just be Rick. It just can't, for, it would be a wasted. For for the fifty and over crowd, maybe, but the younger crowd doesn't give a shit about the four horsemen. Uh, what do you got, Joe? I agree. Uh, I don't think he should go to AEW. I'd love for him to just basically sit it out, go do cameos, go do appearances, <laughs> go promote your Adidas shoe, make your car shoe commercials. Yeah, I know. Two shoes. I but got a book. AEW, I mean, what are we going to see? Him turn turn on Sting for the one millionth time? <laughs> <laughs> like, really, Tony Schiavone sting, can't if, wait to say it. And if Sting falls for it, that it teases too many headshots. Uh, where's, where's Jay? Is Jay Lethal in Ring of Honor? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Maybe, maybe Rick goes to Ring of Honor to, for a little Jay Lethal. Woo! Woo! Go back and forth. Oh, just for that's, one a, that's such my favorite or, part of TV. Or. Or long shot GCW against Nick Gage. <laughs> then we won't see him make it to 82. We won't see Rick Flair. He won't be no. making it to 82. And finally, uh, now another rumored that uh, 
a contract expires after SummerSlam would be one Adam Cole. Now he apparently he signed like a three month kind of like goodwill contract to get through SummerSlam to probably, you know, finish off some of these storylines. And uh, everybody assumes AEW, his wife is there. He's part of the elite. He's part of the bullet club. Like he has connections and the storylines are written. Um, For me, if, AEW is where he goes. I'm actually more excited for Adam Cole and AEW than CM Punk. Hmm. Interesting. I just think that the, the history that Cole has with these guys, they'll do better stories than a guy that quit, went away, and then came back for the big bucks after years of trashing the wrestling industry. And you still don't you're mad at him for blocking you on Twitter. I'm not mad anymore because I said I deserved it. That did I happen. Said I, deserved, yes. I, I said I deserved it. And real quick story. I yeah. chanted for beach balls when he was trying to do his pipe bomb. No, oh, we're getting them all crossed up now. Yeah. No, no. This was, uh, I flew to Cleveland for his UFC debut. I was so excited. You know, anything can happen in, in mixed martial arts. And I was like, this is great. So I went. And the big thing leading up to it in all his press interviews were what music were you going to come out to? He kept quiet. He wasn't the same. So the day of the event, me and my buddy Doc, who I've mentioned on the podcast before, we walked over to the arena. Uh, they have, usually have like a little fan zone set up thing outside. And then I went into the uh, Cavaliers team store to see if they had any UFC merchandise. Well, they were doing sound check and they were sound checking cult of personality. So I'm like, that has to be him. So <laughs> it has to be him. So it was CB Dollway, as it turns out. (laughs) uh, (laughs) (laughs) So I went outside and I tweeted that I that it it was, and I was so excited. (laughs) And uh, then all of a sudden, um, Doc and I are walking back to our hotel, and we'll say 300 yards in front of us was a man and a woman walking down the sidewalk in front of us with CM Punk and AJ Lee. So we kind of followed him just to see if – because we were staying in the UFC hotel just by chance. No just by chance. <laughs> no, no, but literally it was like I had no idea until – I need two sources <laughs> to prove that you didn't suck. <laughs> so I, I booked my room, and then uh, UFC does a the, – leading up to a pay-per-view, they do this thing called Embedded, where it's like a seven or eight-minute video clip of the fighters each week – or each day. It's like a vlog. Well, we'll say I say it like the wet, the, the William Penn or whatever. And then on the second day of Embedded on Tuesday, it was UFC Fighter Hotel, William Penn. I'm like, oh, we're in the fucking Fighter Hotel. It's awesome. So we started walking behind him, like I said, about 300 yards just because they wanted to be weird. And then uh, to see if they were staying in the same hotel. And then they, they like made a left and then they were they like vanished. So uh, anyway, I checked Twitter. CM Punk blocked me for putting that call to personality with sound check, and that's probably going to be the song. So if I ever meet CM Punk, I would love to tell him because it wasn't from a shitty place. Like it was you're excitement excited. and like ah, this is awesome. But I mean, but I flew across Mr. the country. No spoilers, but you're Mister No Spoilers. <laughs> he learned his lesson. Jay learned I learned my lesson. lesson. Yeah. Now, now you lesson. understand why you got. Now blocked. we know. Yep. That's uh, look, how it all I came about. It. I totally understand. And that account's been deleted for years. So like now <laughs> we're good. Like I can follow him and see, you know, what's going okay. on. But like if I ever, meet Sam Punk, I hope I can get two minutes of his time to tell him the story. Cause it wasn't from a shitty place. How the fuck did we get bring, here? Yeah. Bring it back to Adam Cole. That's my fault. I said, CM Punk blocked you on Twitter. You're more excited yeah. about Adam Cole. So to I AEW am more possibly. excited about Adam Cole to <laughs> AEW than CM Punk, which we still don't know if that's happening. Yeah. Uh, we'll start with Joe. Thoughts on Adam Cole? Where is he going to go? What's he going to do? What do you want it to be like, baby? I, w- I am baby. I am very selfish. I want him to stay in NXT. I think okay. him and I think him and Triple H have a connection, according to him. I think he also has a connection. You're talking about the elite. That's two sources. Has no. Uh, yeah, in interviews <laughs> and all, all the specials that were on uh, the WWE Network. RIP. Unless you're in Britain or overseas, whatever. <laughs> I'm off. Of, so I was 200 yards away from CM Punk. No, I'm going off track. Never mind. Three, 300 I, yards. I, I want him to stay in NXT because he is NXT. 
That mm-hmm. is his baby. I want him to stay there. I think he would just get lost in the shuffle in AEW. I think they have enough Adam Coles there that they don't need another one. Yeah. And most importantly, I just like, I like the dynamic that he also has on up, up, down, down with Woods and all those guys. I don't know too. if that would mean he would not be able to be on there because would, some no, of these guys have been think released. It, I don't think it would either, but it would, I don't know. I I'd be close. I, it'd, I, it'd want be him, I want him to stay in NXT. Uh, Kevin, you, you look like you had something to say. I, I, I would like, I, I agree with Joe. I would personally like him to stay in NXT uh, just so NXT talent is, is something because Adam Cole brings a lot to the table, but I do think he will leave for AEW. His girlfriends in AEW, you know, Britt Baker uh, traveling with her would probably be nice. Uh, I, on the other hand, th- would like, you know, of course him to stay in NXT, but if he does go to AEW, I just think of the matches that could go on. They, like so many good matches, Joe. You mentioned they have they do have several Adam Coles, but that gets me excited because seeing him versus Hangman that would be phenomenal. Him versus uh, uh, Omega, phenomenal. Him versus Moxley, phenomenal. Like it would just be so many matches that that would be phenomenal. I'll say it again. The the only <laughs> issue with him staying at NXT, he's done everything. He's fought yeah, everyone. There's not really much else for him to do. Uh, Brian, we'll wrap up the Adam Cole stuff with you. This is a tough one from from his perspective and that me as a fan, I totally get whatever he chooses. You go to, you want to go to the competitor that your girlfriend is a top, I mean, the top women's star. The top, the yeah. top. Yeah. If, if not like, but like overall, she's like no, way up she's there a, too. She's a top talent. She's a, yeah, she's yeah, a, top, she's on top in general, completely. Oh, um, so I totally get that, Jake. Your point about the Bullet Club history, then you have some great tie-ins, the stories there. Um, the the one thing that I feel a little difficult uh, with justifying him going over there, though, is that when you think of the guys that have gone and so far have had success, like Rusev, Miro, Malachi Black, so far really good success. You can go. Yeah, great that they're having this opportunity because they were misused by WWE. You can't say that about Adam Cole. He's been presented as a big star since the moment he invaded at the takeover and attacked Drew McIntyre. Um, And so you're right, Jay. He's done pretty much anything there is to do in NXT. So I would think if I was WWE, I'd put the blank check to say, do you want to go to Raw or SmackDown? Do you want to stay in NXT? But I'd leave it up to him, you know, leave he, it up to it, him and say if he goes whatever to Raw, you want. If he goes to Raw or SmackDown, we know what's going to happen. He's going to get lost in the shuffle. I mean, because he's be not right. six, seven. He doesn't look like Lashley. He doesn't look like McIntyre. He's, yeah. I, I mean, ideally, you know, he is the second coming of Shawn Michaels. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking, and, you know, for him, it's what, what do you want, man? Yeah. And if he's like, you know, I do love NXT, but I have to chase WrestleMania and I have to chase being yeah, the star maybe. of Raw. Maybe that's a carrot that he'd be willing to try to take a bite of, but I don't think there's a wrong answer. I, I totally get if he leaves for AEW. Yeah, and then, and then one other thing that just popped up a little bit ago, another contract that uh, might be running out soon is Pete Dunn. Now, obviously not the same level Ooh. as Adam Cole, but you know, Pete Dunn's had a lot of stop and starts, you know, whether it's an injury thing or, you know, whatever. So it'll be interesting to see what happens to uh, uh, Pete Dunn. Well, we're going to move on from firings and possible people leaving to AEW, the third labor of Jericho. Last week, we thought maybe Hoovy would come out without a mask and Jericho maybe would wear the mask because Jericho won the mask. 19, it was, what was that? 24 years ago when all that 1998, <laughs> when all that shit happened. Wow. Which is crazy to say, cause I was very active in watching wrestling, but in 98, you know, with, with WCW, uh, what'd you guys think of the third labor? We'll start with Joe. Uh, I thought it was, it was okay. I didn't think they had chemistry together at all. 
they did a couple spot stops and start up again. Like they were uh, thinking that there was going to be. Achamania. Yeah. It was, it was hard to watch and I'm glad it was on first. So yeah. I wasn't down at the end of the show. Brian. I'm with you, Joe. Uh, same thing. It just, there's a lot of clunkiness that you don't, you know, see all that often in a Jericho match. And, you know, it was fun for the throwback. It was fun for, Hoovy to to have a, a spotlight to shine and, and see him again on TNT. It's been so long. I think you know you probably in retrospect, if you're doing the labors of Jericho again, you maybe put it in the reserve reverse yeah. order and have him last week and then Nick Gage this week. Um, but yeah, it wasn't great. Wasn't great. And Kevin, uh, yeah, the, the match just it was very odd. It's it, like there's one move uh, where Hoovy came off the top of the Huracarana, then he went back up and like Jericho, like Hoovy paused. Jericho kind of leaned over, already going into the move, and it just it looked weird. Like they, I liked Hoovy still looked very young. I don't know how. Oh, old the I know, is, I know. But he, like he, he looked, looked incredibly young. young, and he was still pretty buff. Uh, and it wasn't part of the match, but. MJF going out before in front of the crowd and just seeing everyone so close, like thumbs down, yelling at him. It was that was that was the highlight of that whole match. Like that was so that it, because it was money. If, if you go to at that wrestle pod, the social team posted a, a, a they retweeted something from MJF. It's him, and it's all these like typical Florida scumbags sitting behind him, and the guy <laughs> flipping him off with the thumb up in there. What the fuck is the thumb? I don't understand. But the, the social team wrote, are they hitting or giving you a thumbs up? Like, what is the deal? <laughs> uh, when you can't it's, decide. It's the, no, it's the no limit tank. That's what they're doing. They're bringing that back. Since it was 1998, Hoovy Jericho, uh, they wanted to go. Make them say. The one thing none of you said. How awesome was the Judas effect off the top rope, though? That was, that pretty, was, that was, that was fucking awesome. I forgot awesome. about that, uh, that, was st- that stipulation. I forgot yeah, about, oh, oh he, he had to did. win from okay. the top rope. So when he did that, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. And, and, and he mentioned it throughout the entire match. <laughs> uh, I forgot going into it. And I don't, sometimes I'm in and out of JR. Sorry. Yeah, that uh, was such a cool yeah, way was, to end. Go ahead, Kevin. I was going to say, Hoovy's uh, uh, failed her run off the top and Jericho catching, getting him into the walls was, was pretty good. I was like, it can't end right here, right? It was very clunky. That but it was, was clunky, it was clunky well. where like he where Jericho fell on top of him. <laughs> yeah. And they were like, Oh yeah, that was a top rope move. No, it wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. They so can't all surprise- be five stars. But we get Wardlow. We get Wardlow. Yeah, so so I assumed you had to go through all five, then MJF, but apparently MJF is number five. Yeah. Uh next oh, week it's okay. Wardlow and Jericho. And here's where fucking Jim Ross again. MJF said he'll be with Wardlow at ringside. And then they said he was the special guest referee. What is it? What the fuck? Why is what the freak? Uh, yeah. It's hard not to swear. Come on. What the jar? What the I, I was going to say, we're going to have to get you a bar of soap. Uh, and then uh, you're going to so, have to start beeping yourself. <laughs> Never mind. Um, yeah. So. Next week, Wardlow and Jericho. MJF may be the special referee. He may be at ringside. <laughs> Tune in to find out. <laughs> yeah. So then there was this uh, elite promo. And now everyone's looking way too much into it. Because Luke Gallows was wearing a Ric Flair robe. Carl Anderson was wearing the Bollywood Boys t-shirt. They just got released oh, I didn't from catch WWE. That. I didn't catch and that one because he was did, doing the ball the whole they time. They were on... Uh, they were on Jericho's podcast last week. So great stuff. And, you know, I like those guys. Um, and then there was Kenny Omega. And he had a uh, Cookie Monster t-shirt, which is very trendy. Like, like streetwear designers and uh, companies like Supreme will put random, like, cartoon-type things. And it's considered high fashion. Cookie Monster is one of them. Somebody online said, wait a minute. Cookie Monster starts with CM. Maybe this is a shout out to all the guys they want to come. It very well may be. Because then they were also saying, well, you know, Bray Wyatt wore Hawaiian shirts and the Bucks had the Hawaiian short sets on. So, like, maybe, maybe people just have way too much time on their hands. Uh, but, you know, we'll have to see how that goes. 
Hangman Adam Page had a weird night. Uh, not getting the title shot. Tells He breaks up with the Dark Order. He gets beat down by the Elite. The Dark Order gives him what he wants. They give him space. So I'm not sure how that's all going to play out. But Christian Cage is your new number one contender for All Out. And with that, I am so glad we're not going to Chicago because I don't want to see that match live. Brian, thoughts on uh, Dynamite with all, the stuff that I mentioned? Yeah, all, all of that. Uh, well said. Um, I don't understand. The, the Hangman story was perfect. It was perfect. It was built up for so long. And I thought, and here we go. We're going to get to all out and he's going to win the title in front of this insane Chicago crowd. And they pulled this bait and switch. And before uh, this, this situation with Christian cage, I was willing to bet that, Oh my gosh, punk is going to show up on the, that uh, rampage on the 20th. And then he's going to fight for the title at all out. And they're going to say, screw the rankings, screw everything we've been all about. And I'm like, and that's going to suck because even though the match and everything would be exciting about it, that it would throw everything out the window. Um, they've thrown away a lot of shit. They've said from doing the whole fresh yeah. and new thing and ref's discretion and the rankings. But they said, because the dark order and hangman lost that tag match, that counts towards their records. Therefore, the Dark Order don't get a tag title match. Yeah. Hangman's not getting the, the championship <clears throat> match, and they're going to draw it out again for another year. I don't so, understand uh, it. Yeah. I, I don't either. Uh, Kevin, thoughts on the early part of uh, hour one of uh, Dynamite? The only the only reason why, you know, Hangman losing uh, is maybe the big potential uh, new people on the roster. He's going to have some big matches with them. I can't even do it with that's, that. That's optimistic. And I see where your son gets it from. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I would like to see him because, you know, with, with dark order, you know, he was optimistic. Maybe he's going to like, just become like an angry drunk now. Like, I mean, like he's been for the last, like he's been, he's been, but he's been, he's been a friendly drunk. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what's gonna happen. It'll be interesting. I think, he takes a, I think he'll take it. Yeah, he, and, he needs to be a loner. Yeah, I mean, can Bray Wyatt play a cowboy? Can CM Punk? Can Daniel Bryan play a cowboy? Uh, you know, maybe they pair him up with like the new smoking gun. Billy Gunn's there. Fuck, That's true. They make angle. it happen. Make it happen. Bret Hart. He was a cowboy at one point. Yeah, <laughs> briefly, briefly. So the big thing from hour two of Dynamite was the main event, Malachi Black and Cody Rose. And uh, Cody make, made another superstar. You know, he got beat down by Malachi Black. But then he made it about himself with his sappy, teary yeah. speech. Uh, outside, interest, blah, blah, blah. And then he got beat down by Malachi with the uh, crutch to end the show. Uh, Joe, what do you think of the main event? first and then we'll get into cody's rambling it was exactly what it was supposed to be it it made malachi black a big deal which we already knew he was maybe mm -hmm. the aew fans didn't know him as well as we did but he, they don't they know him now he he was yeah. made he was a made man wednesday night that's all i gotta say about the match it was four minutes of just basically whooping on cody Fade to black, done. Very reminiscent of the Brody Lee yes. beatdown of Cody. Yeah. But that was when Cody went to film that dumb TBS talent Bigger show. go home. Go big which he's doing yeah. season the two big now. So. Which, which is what again, I, yeah. yeah, so Brian, what'd you think of the retirement bullshit? Yeah, it was the same thing. Like, oh, Cody, how does it always come back to you? You know, mm -hmm. it's like we had, <laughs> and, and again, at the end, it does go back to Malachi because he beat him again. So that was great. But yeah, it, it really was a great match. It totally elevated Malachi Black and showed him as a, a very important player, uh, new on the AEW roster. And then it was like, oh, here we go. You got to talk about, you know, there's always the WWE references of like, you know, they had a plan for me, but I didn't follow the plan. It's like, oh, I've heard this for 
seven years now. Yeah, we're exactly. competition now. I'm not a right. Not it's like okay, okay. <laughs> come on, yada yada yada. So where yeah, was I guess... his salmon sports coat? That's what I was waiting for. <laughs> yeah, well, he'll be on uh, on rampage uh, doing play by play with the other three guys. Maybe what we the can fuck? touch on Ooh. that, Jay. Yeah. Yeah, 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 right. We're gonna get into that right now. So they announced, you know, next week is the first episode of Rampage. And I don't know if you did that on purpose because you know I hate the four-man booth. But I they announced it. the four-man booth. It's Taz, Excalibur, Jericho, and Mark Henry. Now, I hope this is just for the first show. Mark Henry and Excalibur by itself would be perfect. Well, no. It would be, it would be good, not perfect. Perfect is Excalibur and Jericho. I think they're going to be the Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby Heenan once Jericho's in-ring crew is in-ring career is over. Yeah. Even though Jericho sway, he yells and screams a lot. I, I just find it so entertaining. But the four-man booth, it doesn't work now. It hasn't worked for the last year enough. Why Taz has to be on commentary when his guys are in the ring. Why Jake Roberts has yeah. to be on commentary. Why Don Callis, like, no, four people is too many. Four people is too many. For a, bro- a live television broadcast, not a podcast show. I saw that look <laughs> on your face. I was thinking it too. It. Yeah. So, Let's like, not look in the mirror. <laughs> but so I Rampage is next week from Pittsburgh, as is Dynamite. And uh, I'm not thrilled about the four man commentary team. And I don't know if I'm the only one. Uh, Kevin, we'll go to you. It's going to get, it would just get messy. I, I, I don't know. It's because Taz, he has to be a heel, right? And then, Jericho's going to be a heel announcer. Excalibur. No, no, no Jericho's no. baby face. Well, he'll be a face he's, now. Yeah. 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 Uh, or yeah. But like when, he, when he's heel, he'll be heel. But yeah. like Excalibur does a fantastic job. I don't want to see Mark like get lost. Like that. That's my biggest thing. Cause I love, Mark? I love listening to him on busted open in, in his. Really? You do. I do. I he's, he just sounds like he has marbles in his mouth when he talks, man. He better, better than Tommy. Better than time. No, no way. Yes. Get the fuck. Get out of here. Bully. Bully. Jay, good job. <laughs> nice guy. <laughs> uh, I. <clears throat> what was Big Show ever going to be on one as an announcer? Or no. He's well, he's on. on he's on the uh, internet shows. Okay. And I actually thought. I actually thought he was going to be the next labor for Jericho since they were a team, and then the fifth one would have been Lance Storm. Oh, that would have, that but that's obviously not happening now. But, uh, oh, actually, MJF's going to extend it. So it's going to be the 10 labors. So buckle <laughs> up. Buckle up. He's had. <laughs> Dean Malenko is in there. Uh, so, um, it'll be interesting to see what happens next week on AEW TV. And I want to touch one quick thing on, uh, um, GCW, one follow up thing. I got, a, I got a text message this week. We all did. Hey, Mark Cardona is going to be on Renee Paquette's podcast. Should be a good listen. And I brushed it off. Did any of you listen? Well, Brian, you're the only one that's going to listen. Did you listen to it? I haven't yet. I may tomorrow. So I didn't listen, but I read some stuff. He apparently, being the big mark for himself that he is, sold every piece of gear that he had on during that match. The boots. (laughs) the gloves, the fucking wrist tape, the bloody shirt, and apparently made more money from the marks than he did for the match itself. Now, this guy, I I said it last week. I'll say it again. Huge fucking mark for himself, man. Like, no, that's not smart, Joe. If you could sell a bloody tank top and tape and make more than a match, you're you're pretty smart. I feel like something like that. And this is such, and he even said it's a huge landmark, a huge accomplishment. Like not everything should be about money. I would think you would need to keep something from that. And I think the shirt as, as a guy, you know, he's a collector of fucking everything, especially of himself. So like, I just, th- I'm, I'm not surprised, but like, I just feel like, yeah, you, you know, I, I feel that I am correct. Uh, you see, yeah, uh, he's, he's, He's going to have the belt until he loses it, which probably will be soon. Probably I, Brian. I think he started a new trend. Did you guys see Malachi Black pick up Cody's boot? He knows he can sell that and get some money at the end of the day. He started he knows, trends. Oh, just he picked up that boot to prevent him right from now. retiring. And, and, Mal- <laughs> and Malachi Black 
took that crutch that belongs to Hornswoggle because it was so funny. <laughs> yeah. He said Tiny Car- Tim's crutch was taken <laughs> off of uh, Cody Rhodes. He, he said, wait, Cardona's wrist tape got how much money? I'm taking yeah. that booth. I'm heading to eBay. <laughs> yeah, so go go check out Oral Sessions oh. with uh, Mark Cardona. Uh, apparently, it's a good list. Brian, or you can not. follow. Yeah, I'll let you, you know you, next week. Yeah. And then um, <laughs> one – so we're, we're getting ready for the five count. And, you know, every week we have these discussions. We're trying to figure out what the five count is going to be. Uh, an interesting fact I heard this week is that 90% of the roster that was on WrestleMania 30 is gone from WWE. So we're only two years away – well, three years, WrestleMania 38 is in Dallas, 39 is in LA, and then 40. So for this week's five count, we're talking about five talents that we think are going to be on the WrestleMania 40 card. That wrestling podcast presents the five count. It is the five count. This week, it's about five guys or girls that we think will be on the WrestleMania 40 card. We'll start with you, Kevin. Who is your five count? And once you're done, tell us what your main event of WrestleMania 40 is going to be. And it does not have to consist of guys on your five count. Got it. Or maybe uh, it does. Whatever you want. Number five, I have uh, Roman Reigns. I think Roman will be a WWE for life guy. Uh made his made his name there i think he's going to be just loyal to the end uh number four i have biggie uh i think biggie is is getting bigger and bigger and that's crazy because he's been on on the main roster for so many years i uh uh, read a thing that he wants to uh get his name langston back in so he's he's known as (laughs) langston uh will he say will he be bigger e langston (laughs) maybe we'll see maybe but uh, uh, number three, I have Walter. Uh, I think Walter will, within time, finally get to that main roster. I don't think it's going to be anytime soon. So that's why we're projecting years ahead of now. Uh, so I have Walter at number three, Bianca Belair at number two. I think Bianca is going to be a star for many, many years. I wanted to put Sasha in there. I don't think Charlotte... Uh, I, I, I almost tinkered around with another person, but I thought Bianca was going to be the biggest lock in number one. I couldn't pick everyone that is already in the WWE family. I had to think of somebody maybe in a couple years, WWE is going to turn it around, start stealing some talent from the other companies. Total long shot, 1 million to one. But if it happens, I'm the genius. I'm going to be pissed if you say what I have. Go ahead. I have MJF. MJF as my number one on my five count. <laughs> wow. Okay. So, and, uh, yeah. And I have, main event. I have a triple main event. They're going to stay friends for a couple more years, but we're going to finally see Big E as champion going against Kofi and Xavier Woods in the main event. Fun. That's an awful main event. That's oh, like wow. That's wow. fun. Wow. Yeah. That, wow. I can't believe I said that. Man. So I'll go next. I went so to eat their bootios today. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I did get hit by a pancake once at a WWE live event and that oh. fucking hurt I was right, like, that on the ankle, <laughs> right in the ankle. So number, I went a little different route than you, Kevin, which is fine. Cause there was really no rules on this. Um, number five for me is Lance Archer. Um, you know, he was in WWE a while ago, but, you know, went to Japan, turned everything around, and he's a huge, he's a big dude. And if Vince is still alive in three years, uh, I feel like they'll try to make a play for him. Um, number four is Ridge Holland. Now, he just returned to action on NXT. Oh, yeah. uh, before he left, he was in the Pat McAfee, Oni Lorcan, Pete Tun crew. And he's the one that uh, dumped Adam Cole ringside, just dumped him, and then he got hurt in the match, and then he was out. So he just came back, but I think he's got a, a big future. Number three, Adam Cole. I know I said earlier if he goes to the main roster, but I think if he sticks around, I think he will be a big part of WrestleMania. Number two, Bronson Reed, another big mm, guy. I'm a fan of his. Specific. I know a lot of people aren't too too high on him, but I am. And number one, of course, 
Um, I, 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 my, my poker face was for shit. Uh, MJF. I do think MJF sometime wow. will get to the WWE. And my main event will consist of MJF versus The Miz. Ooh, Ooh. trash talking main event. Go ahead, Brian. My number five, I'm most excited about my number five, Gable Stevenson. Do you guys know who I'm talking about? He's going for gold. Well, he. Yes. uh, Well, depending when you're listening. Maybe by the time you're listening. Exactly. (laughs) And for those who Mm. aren't familiar with Gable Stevenson, he is the NCAA Division I wrestling champion from the University of Minnesota, much like a guy who's had a little bit of success in WWE. Brock Lesnar. Yes, like you said, Jay, he's wrestling for the gold medal in Tokyo on Friday morning, Eastern time. Uh, oh, so it's Eastern. probably already happened. Exactly. It's probably already happened, so good luck, um, USA. He's he's won his first two bouts, and he hasn't gotten scored on. He hasn't given up a point. He's dominated both guys. His brother, I read, is signed to NXT. Triple H congratulated Gable on making the gold medal match on Twitter. Read, read the tweet. Read the tweet. Do you have it? No, I don't. Ah, I don't. I can, I'll pull it up. Give me a it, minute. It, it, was, it was pretty cool because while I don't know a lot about Gable Stevenson, I saw that tweet today. And yeah. it sounds like an amazing thing happened in the, uh, the Olympic ma- the match itself. I don't know anything about amateur wrestling. Yeah. Uh, my nephew did it. My youngest nephew is now learning to do it. My, my brother-in-law is a wrestling coach. But Triple H... The tweet had me sold like, God damn, maybe I should try to find this and watch it because the Olympics are all over the place. I have no idea when anything's on. Right. So um, did you find it? I spent a uh, ridiculous amount of time last night looking on Peacock and CNBC and all these <laughs> channels to find it. And I, apparently uh, I did not have this. There, apparently there's an Olympic channel and I don't have it. And for some reason I can't get uh, Hunter's what is his Twitter handle? What am I missing, guys? Is it Paul Levesque or I mean, what? Uh, it's, it's Stephanie. It's literally triple. It's literally bitch. Triple H. Well, why isn't it coming up in my search? This is so ridiculous. Because you're you're so okay. Uh, there. Oh, I'm spelling H H H. That's H, why. Not X. Okay, X-X. I have it here. He puts right triple here. H. He spells yeah. it out. Sorry. Okay. Go ahead, Jay. So the tweet I read this and I'm like, man, I really should probably should be watching this. And we saw Gable Stevenson at a. Uh, he was at a takeover. A yeah, he was. Like, he got the, the front signed. row cameo. Yep. Mm-hmm. Is he signed? Do we no, know? He's, he's not signed, but his brother okay. is. All right. Maybe that's what it is. Um, the tweet from at Triple H, spelled triple. Yes. 10 points in two minutes. 8-0 victory over reigning champ. Gold medal match next. Legends falling. Legends being made. Gable Stevenson equals machine. I have a feeling they are going to throw the fucking bank at this kid especially if he wins the gold medal to be you know another another gold medalist but so that's your number five right brian that's my number five yeah i'm really excited to see what he'll do uh number four is alexa bliss i think as long as her body and her health holds up to the physicality of the business you know she's had some injuries she's had some some concussions i think she's a lifer as long as as far as you know her her charisma is always there in every iteration of her character so she's my number four my number three is raquel gonzalez the current nxt women's champ i think in a couple years maybe you're gonna see charlotte fingers crossed joe becky sasha bailey all start to cycle out right it's gonna be a couple years from now raquel has a great look she has an amazing size and I enjoy her promo work. You know, she kind of weaves in some Spanish in there, which is kind of like, oh, okay, you got to take Jeez. notice on her. I think the sky's the limit for Raquel. My number two, I've sang his guy's praises for a long time now, uh, Montez Ford of the Street Profits. I love Montez. I think he can do it all. He's so talented. He's got the highest frog splash I've ever seen. He can talk. He's so charismatic. I can't imagine WWE can miss on Montez Ford. Please don't miss on Montez Ford. He's amazing. And my number one is your number five, Kevin. It's Roman. Roman's the face of the company. He's going to be there as long as he wants to be. He's my number one. My main event Ronda Rousey versus Becky Lynch. They're finally going to have their number one or their one-on-one match. You know, there's not going to be Ronda this year with the baby. Becky's apparently coming back, hopefully anytime now, maybe in the fall, maybe in SummerSlam. So 
I'm going to put that in and pencil that in for Mania 40, Ronda versus Becky. And Joe. All right. My number five, Seth Rollins. He's a lifer. He's not going yeah. anywhere else. He's And he's so good that I don't think they're going to want him to go anywhere else. He's one that's going to be protected. I think Seth is uh, good to go. Number four, got to have a monster. And the monster they're building up right now, almost. Oh, he okay. He will be on WrestleMania 40. I don't think he's going to be going in the main event, but you just, the rule does was. Does the Andre the Giant Battle Royal count as being <laughs> WrestleMania? I think it does. Okay, we'll allow getting, it. He's getting some, he's getting better each week. He is. I think so, so too. And he's going to be the new monster. No one's bigger than him. So, and no one's meaner than Tamina, but she's not on my list. Number three, the new day. All three of them. They're all still going to be there. They've been there for so long and they just move merchandise and they just, they seem to love what they're doing. I know Xavier Woods was on Twitter this week when he saw the guy with the up, up, down, down belt. He said, I'm not going to do this till I'm 80. So I appreciate you doing this. This isn't going to last forever. It's going to last at least till WrestleMania 40. That could be their swan song. Who knows? But um, maybe in that awful day- triple threat match that Kevin wants. Yeah, maybe, maybe Kevin's <laughs> awful triple threat match. Well, it works out because Joe also agrees they'll be on the show. So there's a chance. Uh, Number two. There's a chance. Bianca Belair. She's young. She's athletic. She's a champion. She, unless she starts a family, she will be on WrestleMania 40. And number one, he's the head of the table. He's the face of the company. He's going to be there for as long as he wants to. He's it's on your Roman. shirt. He's on my shirt. It's <laughs> Roman Reigns. And the main event, which could be this year's main event, it's not like they've never done the same main event before or same matches over and over again. But I think the main event of WrestleMania 40 is going to be Roman Reigns versus Big E. Oh, okay. All right. So uh, I had Seth Rollins <laughs> on my list originally, but I had Seth in the Roman spot. I figure if Roman pulls this thing off for the next two years, he's going to be in Hollywood. I mean, I, I, I think, you know, like I said, I would love to see him hold the title until WrestleMania in LA 39 him and Dwayne. But uh, I had Seth in the Roman spot and uh, yeah, so that's uh, the five Goldberg g- on my list. Goldberg Goldberg's son, maybe because he grew up. Right. That's not the same kid, right? Did not look like the same kid to me. Who made your five count? Let us know on social media using the hashtag TWP5Count. Another week in the books at that WrestlePod on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Go to YouTube. You can watch uh, the video version of this on Wednesdays after it comes out on audio. You can check out some show clips. You can watch Brian get work and do a shoot. You can uh, watch Joe, the JoeBot 3000 and uh, other show clips as well. We will talk to you next week on That Wrestling Podcast. Thanks for listening. Follow That Wrestle Pod on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. One, two, three, that's it!